Welcome to the Apple Day Podcast. My name is Michelle Apples, and I am so honored and privileged to be your host. If you don't know me, I am the founder of Miss Apples Matchmaking and the Christian Singles Community Hub. We believe in empowering Christian singles with the resources they need to grow towards greatness, to put your faith in action, and to date with purpose. We stand on the verse Matthew 6.33 that says, Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and everything else will be added onto you. We know that healthy relationships only come from healthy individuals. So we want to help equip you right here, right now, in your season of singleness and leave a legacy for generations to come by helping people become the greatest version of themselves now. Would you join me every single Wednesday as we dig deep, we get real, we talk about all of the things to really help us steward our singleness better. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Michelle Apples. And as you know, we are on our leader series for this summer. And so we are doing different episodes featuring some of our incredible leaders over at the Christian Singles Hub. And so I have someone who is no stranger to the Apple a Day podcast. We have Miss Colleen Smith on the line. So Colleen, tell us a little bit about you, who you are, what you do, and what you're passionate about. Yeah, my name is Colleen. I live in Baltimore, Maryland, and I run a program currently called GEN, which stands for Gospel Education and Mentoring. So I chose to live intentionally in one of Baltimore's most vulnerable neighborhoods, really just serving the youth and helping them see the importance of the gospel in their lives, helping them set educational and like future goals, and then connecting them with mentors that are going to kind of help them throughout that whole process. And then really just sewing into their families and getting to know their families and walking through literally everything, birth, death, tragedy, all the in-betweens, all the good stuff, all the bad stuff. I love it. And I also run a ministry for women called The Restoration Experience, where I just meet you in your messy middle and really walk through your your shame story that the world has pinned on you, helping you run freely into your victory story that God has for you. I love that. And one of the things that always stood out to me is just you have such a servant heart. And Colleen, actually leads our women's group in the hub and she has just such a passion for women such a passion for just seeing that freedom and so Colleen I want to ask like how did that begin when did that start what has that journey looked like for you oh it started many years ago I would have to say probably if you've listened to my previous episode you know that I've had a very traumatic childhood young adulthood and I really think that God began to cultivate this in my story before I even knew him and then once I I was able to kind of work through my trauma, like go to counseling, find the Lord, really cultivate that community that God desired for me, I was able to begin to experience that freedom. And then when I was invited to share my story for the first time, after I did that, I just felt these like shackles that I felt like had been holding me back, like break free. And I wanted other women and and men too, but I really feel a calling towards women to experience that freedom in their story because 
because I think the world sees what the world sees and they just pin so much shame on you. Oh, you don't look like this. Oh, you've done this. Oh, you slept with all these men. Oh, you used your body for money. Oh, you were addicted to drugs and alcohol. And they begin to just pile all this shame on you. But God really wants you to run free in that and experience the restoration that comes in having a relationship with him. And so once I shared my story and I was just like, whoa, there was just so much freedom in sharing how God took my brokenness and restored it into something beautiful and desired for me to use that to change other people's lives. I was like, oh, I'm ready to go. And I'll be honest, Michelle, it was years. Like I told my pastor after I shared my story, I just want every woman to do this. And this is what I'm going to do. And God really took that dream in my heart and didn't allow it to come back out for probably five or six years. And then a series of events happened and I was in the hospital and I had to stay there for extra days because of an insurance issue and medicine. And I was so angry. And one night I was just laying in bed and God was like, just get your journal. And I started journaling through like, what would it look like to host an event where women who've experienced a restoration experience come and share their story. But we invite in other women who feel like they don't have a story or they can't let go of their past and walk into what God has for them. And then another year passed until it finally happened. And then once that happened, the Lord just began to cultivate this ministry of like meeting women in their messy middle through coaching, hosting these events where we can all come together and share our hard stories. And I'm currently working on a new kind of season of ministry where I want to start a home for women who are walking out of sex work or addiction or vulnerable situations. And they really need a godly community to heal and restore before they go out into quote unquote, like the real world. But they're not just living. They're really living in godly community. They're learning how to sustain themselves, how to grow, and how to really fall in love with Jesus and allow the Lord to restore them. It's so beautiful. And I love what you said that, you know, the world always is going to look at people a certain way, but Jesus doesn't ever look at you that way. Like I just think of the story of the woman at the well and how, you know, she, everyone would have shamed her in that day and age. And yet Jesus talked to her and spoke to her and spoke spoke life to her and she was never the same after. And I think that's so beautiful because that's what you're doing too. You're getting these beautiful women to encounter Jesus in a new way. And that's, that's amazing. So um, if you haven't listened to our previous episode with Colleen, go and listen to it. Her testimony, her story is one, just this incredible God story. And I just love the power of testimonies because our testimonies are never for ourselves. They're always for others to experience the glory of God. And so if you haven't listened to that, go back, listen to it. You will not be disappointed. But Colleen, I want to ask because you are one of our leaders of our leaders community. We do run a singles community. Why is singles community so important to you? And why are you a leader in our community? I think the singles community was so important to me because in my healing process, I didn't know how to be single. Like, and I didn't know what a healthy singles community looked like, because I'll be honest, my church doesn't have a real big singles community. And the one that they did have is just kind of out of my age range. And so I was able to connect with other Christians really all over the world who kind of had the same faith that value and had the same idea of what it meant to be in healthy Christian relationships. And we're looking for the same thing, but it was 
wasn't even about building a, a romantic relationship. It was about building relationships where we can spur each other on, encourage each other, like really walk alongside each other. I think one of my most favorite things about the hub is I know that any time of day I can post a prayer request or a praise or, hey, here's something I'm struggling with. And almost immediately someone's going to be praying for me, sending me a message, reaching out. And that's the kind of community that I want to be a part of cultivating. And I think the reason why I chose to be a leader is because I don't just want to be an example of like what it means to really live fully in my singleness. But also I want to help others see that like you can really live a full life when you're single. You don't have to be married. You don't have to be in a relationship. Like you can embrace your singleness and live this exuberant, extravagant life with Jesus. And that was something I had to learn. And if I can be a part of helping other people see that and learn that, like I want to be there. And I think that's amazing because it really is about how do we live like to our fullest because Jesus says he's come so that we have life more abundant. And yet so many people who are single are just coasting, waiting for that person to come along for life to start. And I love that you said that, that I had to learn because the thing is, if you aren't happy, if you have no joy in your single season, you will not have joy attached to someone else. It's whatever you're walking in now, you attaching yourself to someone else only magnifies that. So if you're living this complacent, miserable life waiting for that spouse to come, all you're going to get is now another person who is complacent and miserable. And now you get to do life that way together. And so I'm a firm believer in people really walking out the fullness of who they are, who they were called to be in their single season. And I'm not waiting for that person for their life to start. So I know I've gotten to just had the honor of walking alongside you, just navigating relationships, navigating, really finding that freedom, finding that fullness of your singleness. But also now you're walking into a relationship that you couldn't have imagined before that literally when I met you, you wouldn't have even thought twice about entering into this relationship with this person. (laughs) And now you cannot say enough good things about it. Like there's, you don't stop talking about how amazing this relationship is that you're now in. So I want to talk a little bit about that because I feel like in order to have gotten to the point where you are now in a really healthy relationship, it really required you to not only move past these unhealthy relationships, but then also find that fullness in your single season to really walk into a fullness in a relationship. And so let's talk about your your journey in, in dating history. So I know like obviously a, lo- a lot of people haven't heard the first podcast that you were on in your testimony but you had walked in really unhealthy, toxic relationships. Speak a little bit about that and how you really navigated now walking into a healthy relationship. Yeah, I think when you live in trauma, like you seek out more toxicity in your life. And for me, it was really about I needed to find my worth in the people who would be in my life. And so if this particular man was like, oh, yeah, I find you attractive, or I find you this, or I find you that, I would just entertain that because I felt like I needed that. And so it took some counseling and it took some time for me to really just stop and process like, I don't even know what a healthy relationship is. And when you don't know what a healthy relationship is, you're not going to seek a healthy relationship. 
And so for me, I really had to take a step back. And actually, I was thinking about this as you were talking. I remember when you came to visit last summer, and before you left, you prayed over me and for my life and just for relationships and for me to see my value and my worth and all of that. And I just remember thinking that day was one of the days that I will forever remember. Like, I really, truly believe that I finally know my worth and my value, and I can entertain someone who also knows my worth and my value. And it took some time for me to even accept that and some even entertaining probably in that season still some unhealthy potential relationships. But then when this relationship came and Michelle will giggle with me, I swore this person off. I was like, nope, there is no way I will even entertain it. And it took like some friends saying to me like, this person really values you and has really like sought you out and really is everything you prayed for. He loves the Lord. He serves. He is a great human being. He's a good friend. He respects every boundary that I have for myself to keep myself healthy. And we've had to navigate some really hard things. In fact, I told him like a month ago, we are going into like month eight now. And I was like, you know, every week for like the first six to eight weeks of us dating, so the first two months, my counselor had to talk me out of breaking up with you because you were too nice to me. Because I was like, this can't be real. Like he's too nice to me. Like he hasn't held my hand. He hasn't hugged me. He hasn't tried to kiss me. He hasn't tried to sleep with me. He must not like me. And all of these thoughts were going through my head. And I had to take a step back and be like, no, like he really values who you are. And when we finally had a conversation about it, probably three months into like this process of dating, he was like, you know, I haven't done those things because I know your story and I respect you. And I don't ever want to make you feel uncomfortable. So when you're ready to hold my hand, you can hold my hand. When you're ready to hug me, you can hug me. And like, I have never in my life been in a relationship where I have felt so respected and valued and really truly honored and feel like he loves me the way the Lord desires for someone to love you. And even now, like eight months into it, there are days when I say to him, I'm like, I don't deserve you. And he's gotten to the point where he'll just walk away and be like, we're not even entertaining this conversation. Like he is so good at bringing me back to like, no, you do deserve this. And you waited for this and you prayed for this. And like you went through a lot of junk to get here, but like you're here now and you need to embrace it. And it, it is hard. Well, I actually heard someone say on a call yesterday, he said, you won't allow anyone to love you more than you love you. And if you find someone who does, you will always make a case against them. And that's exactly your story of you didn't love yourself to that point of how he loved you until you weren't willing to accept it. And so how have you really navigated that? Like in like, I I know you've said like, we've had really hard conversations, but you know, because when you're not used to being in a healthy relationship, like it feels so foreign, right? And so how have you navigated that? Yeah, it, it feels foreign, but it also feels like a lot of work. Like it feels like all of my unhealthy relationships were way easier. And they probably were, right? Because they're not rooted in Christ. They're not rooted in values. They're not rooted in respect or honor or love. They're really just unhealthy. And so for us, we've really had to have hard conversations. I'm very much an Enneagram too. I hate confrontation. So when there is confrontation, I'm just like, nope, I'm just going to walk away and not talk about it. And he actually said to me last week, like, you know, it's really kind of hurtful 
powerful when I get one word answers when I know that you're upset about something because then it makes me feel like I've done something. And like, I've never been able to accept someone saying to me like, oh, you hurt me, but I'm not mad about it. I still love you. We're going to navigate this together. And really coming up with ways that we can encourage each other in those moments because he's not perfect either. Like he has things that I'm like, this really annoys me. But we've really gotten to a point where we can deal with some of the things that annoy us if we're able to have really hard conversations about things that we have to navigate, knowing that potentially there's like a long-term future here and we're going to need to navigate that before we get there. And so it's the hard conversations. It's the moments of like just saying, hey, I need a couple hours to just not text you, talk to you. Like I just need to pray and work through this. And, and I think also being willing to pray for each other and to like really just say like, how do we navigate this in a healthy relationship? Because we are two people who both come out of unhealthy relationships, learning how to be in a healthy relationship, I feel like is even more work. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And I'm so proud of you for that, for actually doing the work. Because a lot of people think that, you know, we live in a culture that people just give up that the, you know, the first thought of something negative happening, because there's just so many options. And there's, you know, every dating app, you can just swipe right and left and find someone new. And Mm -hmm. no one really like works through hard stuff anymore. And so that is just a foundation being built for that longevity in a relationship. And so I know we're running out of time. But I just want to ask, what is three pieces of advice you would give someone who might be navigating that space of, hey, I used to be in really unhealthy relationships that I knew weren't good for me. And now I really want to get into healthy relationship. So Mm -hmm. what kind of three pieces of advice would you give someone? I think the first one is, it sounds kind of cliche, but you really have to love and value yourself before you can allow someone else to love and value you. And that was really hard for me because I spent my entire childhood hearing I wasn't good enough. I was too ugly. I was too this. I was too that. I wasn't lovable. And so to have to really navigate and work through learning how to love myself through lots of hard work. But once I was able to love and kind of value myself, I was able to let this person in who wants to love and value and honor. So I think that's the first one. The second one is, is when I'm rooted in who God has called me to be and what he desires in a relationship with me, I'm able to carry that into a relationship. Our relationship is very God-centered. And I have never been in a God-centered relationship ever. I thought maybe I was at one point, but I wasn't. And so to really just say like, God's going to be in the center of this relationship. And that's hard because you've never had it, but you can work at it. And you can say, I said to him, like, I've never been in a relationship like this. And I want to run far away. And like, I like, there are days when my insecurities pop up and I have to literally sit with myself and be like, okay, yeah, maybe you snapped at him, but like, he still loves you. He's not leaving he's not going anywhere so really understanding that like we're rooted in Christ in the center of our relationship and then I think the third one is like you really just have to be open to it and say like I'm not going to carry the past toxic relationships I had or the past way that people hurt me into my current relationship because I think it would be very easy to be like well you said this and this person said this to me too and like I'm going to punish you for that and I I've had to learn that I can't punish this man who really really 
loves me exactly where I'm at and for who I am for the things that other people have done. So I really think like you have to just let go of those past relationships. And that's hard because there's still a little bit of part of you, right? I feel like when people come into your life, like they're there and you have to learn how to un- unravel yourself from that and let go. And that's been a big thing for me that I've worked on in counseling and like in my community of girls that I love is like, I have to let go of the things that people in the past did to me. My past can't dictate my future or my present. And God wants and desires for us to live in this moment with him right now. I love that. That's so good. Well, thank you so much for coming on, being on the podcast. It's always great having you here. And yeah, thanks for sharing your story. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks for tuning in to an Apple a Day podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to like it, subscribe, or maybe even send it to a friend. It helps us so much. And if you're single, make sure to check out the hub at christiansingleshub.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so feel free to reach out to us on any of our Instagram profiles at Christian Singles Hub or at Miss Apples Matchmaking. Or you can reach me directly at Michelle Apples. We would love to talk to you. We would love to hear your thoughts and we would love to answer any questions that you may have. We'll see you back here next Wednesday for another episode of an Apple a Day podcast. And in the meantime, God bless you. We love you and the best is yet to come. See you next Wednesday.